Welcome back, Dynasty in Depth listeners. It's Colt here, and I'm joined, as always, by Ryan to talk to you about Dynasty football. Howdy, everyone. Ryan, assuming your wife is not listening, is there anything you love more than Dynasty football? She is listening, and I still will say no. (laughs) (laughs) All right. A man. That's confidence. Yeah. That's confidence right there. And unlike seasonal suckers mm-hmm. our season isn't over no even never. though the super bowl is over i think this might be my favorite part of the season yeah i agree this is where we talk about you know we always say we like the process more than you know actually the results or, or doing it it's all about the process right and the process begins now but let's still talk a little bit about the super bowl mm-hmm. maybe a little bit about the halftime yeah, show yeah, yeah that piqued my interest a little bit more than the game oh yeah <laughs> the game was a little slow i mean I was thinking last night, though, which team do you think has a better chance of becoming a dynasty? The Chiefs or the 49ers? I hear a lot of people saying 49ers roster top to bottom is really good. But to me, Mahomes is going to make Kansas City a dynasty as long as they can re-sign them. Yeah, I, I think they're both really good teams, really good organizations at this point. Um, but it's got to be Kansas City. I mean, Mahomes didn't even play great last night. And... Oh. They won by 11, and, you know, I don't know, Damien Williams and yeah. paying Sammy Watkins $21 million. There's a lot of room for improvement on this team. Absolutely. I think Kelsey being 31, I mean, he really helps that offense. But Mahomes, as long as they, uh, as long as they don't Aaron Rodgers him, mm-hmm. uh, you could definitely see some more Super Bowls in his future. Where do you value Mahomes in a super flex dynasty league? Is he your – Quarterback one over Lamar. I know that's been also some little bit of contention. I have multiple tier gaps between the two. Um, yeah. I think it's Mahomes, tier gap, tier gap, tier gap, tier gap, then Jackson. I, I just think that, you know, obviously Jackson's super talented and outscored Mahomes this year, but I have a lot more confidence in Mahomes being able to repeat that year after year. Um, but I also have a, 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 a ton more confidence in him, his ability not to get hurt. Um, season after season, I right? Think, than Even Jackson. though he did get hurt this year, he did. He just doesn't take the same amount or or nature of hits that Jackson does, and and they're a lot different in stature as well. Um, I uh-huh. just personally, you know, I I've got a, a big tear gap between the two. Yeah, I agree, especially with Andy Reid there, and who knows how? I mean, he's what sixty one, sixty two, and he's really fat. His <laughs> <laughs> life expectancy is not great. He said after the game, he's going to go home and have a. Double cheeseburger. That's so. not good. You know what I'm taking, Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another thing I was thinking last night: should we be selling Tyreek? Tyreek Hill. You, you know, everybody's gonna have a different philosophy. I, I'm not thrilled to own Tyreek Hill. Um, so, me personally, I'd if I had him, I'd love to sell him. And by thrilled, we love the offense he's on. We love the talent. It's the off the field stuff, right? Yeah, he's so dynamic. Even watching the game last night, every time he touched the ball. I mean, move, move, move. He was always pulling extra yeah. yards. He's so talented. It's just really hard. It's hard for me to separate because I spend so much time on Dynasty and so much time on my teams. It's hard for me to separate who I want to root for, you know, and who I want on my team. It's hard to separate those two. So it's it's really, it, I don't own Tyreek in any in any leagues, but if I did, it would be it would be hard for me to root for him or get excited about that thirty five point week. I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because we do this for fun, so yeah. we want to have players on our team. Winning is fun in Dynasty, mm-hmm. but also having players you can root for is fun. And Tyreek has a 
ton of value. So if you want to swap him for someone else, even a couple tiers down, a tier down or two, and pick up a little bit something, you know, I'm, I, I agree with you. I'm absolutely fine with that, especially after the way he finished out the year. He kind of missed some time during the year, got hurt, then finished out the year. What about Damian Williams? What are we doing with him? Finished again this season. <laughs> I feel like we're going back to last episode here. It, it is. Shine that turd up and sell it. <laughs> I agree. I don't I know. I wonder, I wonder what he's worth. I mean, can I get can I get a mid-second for him? Oof. That'd be nice. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'd be interested. This this class is is losing a little bit of the 2020 class is losing it just a tad bit of polish as well. But um, I want to see his contract. I, I think he's got what one more year left. He's got there? one more year at like yeah. 1.8 million. It's a really cheap. Yeah, like it doesn't make much sense for them to cut him. No, it's a cheap contract. So yeah, he's they, got they own two 2.3 million dollars in cash, similar cap hit, five hundred thousand dollar dead cap. So they're keeping him for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I think if you're if if you're a team that that finished in the top three or four, and you think you have a good shot at it next year, I think that I don't know. Maybe I'm hanging on to Damian Williams instead of selling for a late second. Yeah, you can just see next year. Everyone wants that day one or day two running back picked by the Chiefs, and then they pick another fifth or sixth rounder, and you're like, well, I guess we're running it back committee style with Damian Williams leading it as long as he stays healthy. But then, I mean, what if, like, Cam Akers in the third round goes there? Yeah, he loses a lot of value I mean, then. he's just – you're going to talk about two guys with different skill sets. I mean, geez. What about what about from San Francisco? What, what are you thinking there dynasty-wise? I know we'll talk about them a little bit in the uh, upcoming shows, but what did you see last night? Uh, Kittle – I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is a franchise quarterback. No. I mean, in the right system, I'm sure they can win with him, but I don't think he's going to put the team on his back. And, and we saw it last night. So, I mean, we, yeah, we were excited about him. I mean, it was such a small sample size. His first year, the 49ers, those five games. Statistically, he was very solid, and then we saw him rise fairly significantly up the dynasty quarterback rankings. Mm-hmm. But this past year, and then even in the Super Bowl – Especially the playoffs, man. He had, you know, if they can win with him throwing eight times, do you think he has to lose some value? And besides that, other than that, I think Emmanuel Sanders, I don't know if he's there next year. Debo Samuel and George Kittle is kind of the assets. Yeah. Jalen Hurd is coming back. I know some people are high on him. He's kind of a Swiss Army knife sort of player. Yeah. I don't know how much value that is in Dynasty or in fantasy in general. And as far as the running backs, we talked before. I mean, I think you're selling Mostert. Mousturd. Mousturd. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was just surprised they didn't. They're just. Kyle Shanahan's system is is can be fun to watch, but it can be really frustrating for for Dynasty. Yeah, um, seasonal makes it a little bit easier. You just kind of grab as many late round San Francisco running backs as you can, but. It's a little bit more difficult in Dynasty. Yeah. But I agree with you, Kittle. Kittle I, th- I thought they could have gotten him the ball a lot more last night. Um, that was a little frustrating, his pass in- offensive pass interference. I didn't see that one. Yeah. Oh, you didn't see it? No, no, no. I think that happens on every play pretty yeah. much. Yeah. But you could call on it every play. For sure. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, but I, I don't know if I am bu- – I'm not buying Kittle. No, you can't buy tight, tight end one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to buy any of the top ten tight ends, but – no. Garoppolo, you can stick him at QB fifteen with about ten other guys for me. Like he's just that dude. Like Kirk if he's Cousins, your Stafford, yeah, yeah. If he's your if he's your QB two and a super flex, like I'm not unhappy about that. But I I definitely want another QB three like in that same range. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely not exciting at all. 
So what about the halftime show? Mm. Mm. It was pretty good. It was very good. Yeah, I forgot about Shakira. <laughs> that was my mistake. The hips don't lie. <laughs> they do not. Still not. Who was the other guy that was out there? Okay, so I actually knew who that was, sadly what? enough, and I know almost nothing about pop culture. That was Bad Bunny, and I only knew that because I was doing a Peloton ride the other day, <laughs> and a song came on with Bad Bunny. And it only showed me like who it was on the screen. And that's the only way I knew it. And then I recognized his crazy voice. It was like, he's like young Pitbull kind of. Okay. Um, equally horrible. Yeah. But he did not deserve to be on the stage with those just two lovely ladies. Uh, I am amazed that you knew who that was. Yeah. We were watching like, who is this hobo coming out here and singing with them? No, he's, he's not good. And I'm embarrassed to say this, but, you know, I'll let you know. <laughs> All right. So that wraps up. The NFL season, Kansas City Chiefs champions. It's nice to see some fresh blood in the championship, I think. I think all the way through the playoffs, it was a little bit exciting. A little bit of a changing of the guard, maybe. Yeah, you know, oh, I heard something interesting today. Um, 54 Super Bowls um, after after the season 2020. 27 of them have been won by the AFC and 27 have been oh, won yeah, by the NFC. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That's it's, pretty crazy. Yeah, it is pretty crazy. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? So this series of episodes we've been doing before we get into the rookies has been our off-season buys and sells, and we're almost through the whole league. Mm-hmm. We're going to go through the NFC South just to kind of go through uh, what we've talked about previously. These aren't players that you need to go out and buy or sell right now. There's times in the off-season where you want, if you're using picks, you want to wait for after the combine when someone when KJ KJ Hamler blazes and you're like, hey, you could possibly get this guy in the second round. Yeah, Why don't you yeah. went to my mid second round pick? They gain a little value then. After the draft, whenever we see where these players go, some of them could gain or lose value, mm-hmm. but it shores it up. So some picks will gain value then. And then of course during your draft. I'm one I don't think I would wait until I'm on the clock. I don't like trading picks when I'm on the clock because I think that reduces the amount of trade partners you have because they might be looking for a specific player, and then if they go off the board before you're on the clock, you lose that trade option. It feels very frantic sometimes, too. Yeah. So right before your draft, before things get fired up, go out to the teams and see who's buying. Yeah. So continuing on through the NFC South, buys from the Atlanta Falcons. I actually don't have any. <laughs> I have no one either. Yeah. Um, I think the 2020 running back is not currently on the roster. Uh, I'm not interested in Matt Ryan or Calvin Ridley at the price or Julio Jones. Yeah. Julio's a, one of those players. He'd be an in-season buy, I think, for a competing team. like For sure, especially if you had a big injury maybe. or You know what I mean? If you had your wide receiver two go down or something. Yeah. Yeah. You could easily see him have another 1,400-yard, three-touchdown mm-hmm. season, unfortunately. <laughs> They keep saying touchdowns are, are the, the least sticky thing in sports, unless you're Julio Jones. You know you're only going to get three or f- three to five touchdowns a year. How about a sell? Mm, a sell. I had no one as a sell. I mean, I would sell Julio Jones. He's still going in ADP at wide receiver 14. You know? Which yeah. Is, you're going to sell him at wide receiver 14, right? I think so. I guess it would, you know, at, as we talk about this, it's always going to depend on your team and your structure. I mean, if you're... If you've got, you know, Christian McCaffrey and Aaron Jones and you're, you know, you're Patrick Holmes and you're knocking on the door and and maybe Julio's worth that to you. But 
I don't know. When I look at the wide receivers around Julio, I definitely want a couple of them a little bit more. Like I think a, from the idea that he is at his peak value. For sure. I mean, he was at his peak value two years ago probably, but he's still he's not going to increase in value. We'll put it that way. No, I mean, he's right between Galladay, then Sutton, um, even Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, DK, maybe not DK Metcalf, but he, he's around there where I'd be interested in moving down right. a little bit. If I he could, could have a 2,000 yards, he could have a 120 catch, 2,000 yard, eight touchdown season next year, mm-hmm. and he wouldn't gain value. No, he, he literally wouldn't as a 31 year old. Right. Which is sad, but us dynasty folks are fickle for young receivers that we know we have three years with. We're ageist. <laughs> ageist. <laughs> That's some, true. Some more than others. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely more than others. <laughs> uh, how about a rookie you'd like to see go to Atlanta? Yeah, I think this team needs running back help badly. Um, they haven't really spent any draft capital on running back no. at all. I mean, Devonta Freeman like five or six years ago in the third round. And what was Tevin Coleman? Was I, he was probably a third or fourth third rounder or fourth as well. Rounder, yeah. So um, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't know that they need to jump up in the first you know 60 picks but um i kind of like clyde edwards hilar here yeah i think he can do a little bit of everything um, he fits with the yeah, yeah. He, he fits that 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 uh zone run scheme that they have so i mean what like a third round cost maybe i think that's the sweet spot so i see yeah. him being a cheap fit that would do a lot better than freeman and brian hill and um quadriolison yeah quadriolison he's so slow <laughs> um, what about you what do you think about rookies i have a i think they're just going to continue buying cheap rookies to see if one hits. So I have Eno Benjamin. Nice. He had a big sophomore year. He slowed down his junior year. Nas explosive. He's going to slow down a lot when he runs at the combine. <laughs> well, we'll see. He was only 195 <laughs> at the Senior Bowl, which oh, is nice. not what you want to see. I saw Ethan Turner on Twitter uh, always finds unique stats about player and player injuries. And Eno Benjamin did not have an injury history, but he found that he was hit by a car as a preschooler and only <laughs> suffered a few scratches. He was running across the street because he forgot his football and a car hit him as a preschooler. Oh, geez. And he only had, he just had a couple scratches. You can't hurt him. Yeah. That, that's what it seems like. 195 just, pounds of steel. Uh, it's, I mean, he had 42 catches last year. Mm-hmm. He's a decent satellite back and, that's how they used Devonta Freeman this this past year. So yeah, I mean, could Brian Hill be the hammer and and uh, you know Benjamin be a little bit of the lightning? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. So I think we both agree though. Cheaper running back. Um, could that's what be, it seems like. Yeah, they need. I don't know. It seems like they need to just tear this team down. And how old's Matt Ryan now? He's like thirty four, maybe or yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. They're at that spot where they need to make some decisions. Yeah, but. the coach is just kind of becoming a. Okay, after the Super Bowl run, they had their chance. Yeah. They had their chance, and they, they kind of lost it. Poor Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> Two times. I guess he didn't learn his lessons. I don't know. All right, so a little bit more exciting to talk about, even though the team may not necessarily be better, would be the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. They just brought in Matt Matt Rule and yeah. uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady, right? Wait, Tom Brady? No, no, Joe Brady. Joe Brady. Wait, I they might Brady bring it. Down. Wait, they could bring in They're, Tom Brady. That'd be interesting. <laughs> uh, I always hear Brady, and I always think Tom Brady. I love Joe Brady because at LSU, that's all they talked about was his title, passing game coordinator. <laughs> that's such a cool title. <laughs> Everyone wants to be that. Yep. Have someone you're looking to buy from these Carolina Panthers? Yeah, this is like right in my wheelhouse when we talk about tight ends. I love to buy, you know late teens in the 20s so i i'd love to throw out an offer for ian thomas he's tight end 19 right now um that's as change. I, yeah well as i was uh kind of typing up my notes they 
him and uh, I'm sorry, Panthers and Olsen mutually parted ways. I'm using air quotes that you can't see. So I think he's going to get a nice little chance um, here to to be the starter, and he's gonna he's absolutely going to bump up five or six spots. Yeah, probably almost immediately. And there's super a t- athletic, a ton of upside there. Yeah, Mark Andrews type upside. Yeah, maybe the target share is not there, but I forget who I read that said that. Um, one one of the draft experts said that he was selected at 401, which is such an important pick. And I, I never really thought about it because it's the first pick of day three. Yeah. So when day two concludes, all the GMs, all the coaches, they probably got to some steakhouse and booze it up, probably the strip club or whatever. And they all talk about trading for picks in the early fourth because right. that's the next day. So Panthers hold on to 401 to take Ian Thomas. I mean, that, I think we talked about this yeah. before in the offseason because apparently the Panthers received – pretty significant trade offers, but they wanted to stay there specifically to draft Ian Thomas out of Indiana because of his athleticism. And they knew Olsen had, he was hurt the past couple years, healthy this year for the most part. But so you own Ian Thomas in a few leagues. What, what is your sell price on him? It's good. You sell him for mid second round pick. Are you hanging on? I think, uh, depend on your team, obviously, obviously (laughs) depend on your team, but I think a mid, especially after this news, his Mm value is going to go up for sure. Uh, mid to early second. Yeah. yeah. I think I would sell for that. Yeah. Uh, it depends on, like you said, who else you have on your team. It'd uh, be interesting to see what they do with, you know, they don't really have a quarterback yeah. right now. They've got McCaffrey, they've got DJ Moore, they've got Curtis Samuel. It'll be interesting to see, first of all, who throws the ball there and how they divvy up the targets under Matt Rule's offense. Yeah. Because man, it's that tier right there. Cause to me, we're talking, Johnny Smith and Ian Thomas and Dallas Goddard's a little bit above them for me. So if someone offered me, I think Dallas Goddard's like 10 spots above that for me. I think he's like a Dallas Goddard to me is, is like maybe probably tight end seven or eight. So yeah. But I mean maybe 10, but as far as that tier, is there a big, because there's not a clear path to targets for him either. No, there's there's, there may be a clear path for Ian Thomas. Mm -hmm. I think a second round, early second would be where I'm looking to sell. I don't know if I'd be buying that. Yeah. I, I would try to do like a second, maybe a 2021 second or something like that, like kick it down the road a little bit. Or maybe I could like toss David and Joku or OJ Howard, like a shinier, not really yeah, shinier, yeah. but like per- perception. I would, that, I would do that. Yeah. And you might even be able to get something on the return. Yeah. Like I think some people would trade them straight up. Yeah. And some people... Ian Thomas and a third or fourth for Njoku or OJ Howard. Yep. I would definitely be interested in that. Before we get to my buy, I just wanted to talk about DJ Moore for a second. Mm-hmm. I remember we had texted in the offseason, and I asked you, is he a more athletic Juju or a muscular Golden Tate? Mm-hmm. And I didn't know which one he was, but I think that question has been answered this year. Which one do you think it is? I think he's a more athletic <laughs> juju. Yeah, I do too. Well, what he did with those quarterbacks was amazing. Yep. And I know coming into that draft, there was a big debate on analytics. And the analytics people loved DJ Moore. And the film people loved Sutton. Calvin Ridley. Yeah, or Sutton, yeah. Ridley and Sutton, yeah. yeah. Well, you know they love size. Old NFL guys love size. Love size. Yeah. And they loved Ridley for the route running. But something I was thinking about whenever we were – as you continue to analyze players, both analytically and watching film, 
it is very helpful to improve your process, both processes. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the knocks against DJ Moore was he wasn't a great route runner. Mm -hmm. He did so many, so much else great, but he wasn't a great route runner. Well, after you see the success of him and some of these other players, maybe you reduce how much you value route running. Yeah, because couldn't that be a lot about coaching as well? Like he went to Maryland. He didn't so learn like how is, to run around. Is he getting the same coaching at Maryland that you would at Ohio State? No, not no. even close. Or so, Alabama. Yeah. I'll go with the the gifts you can't teach first. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think some people overvalue that, especially if I think it's helpful sometimes when you watch film. I like to use a scoring system or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think this is worth 10 points. He's a 7 out of 10 on, you know, whatever. And maybe route running needs to be reduced in the eyes of some of these, the film analytics. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but anyways... Just I was thinking about DJ Moore. Where would you have him in Dynasty? Is he a top ten? Yeah, definitely. Definitely top ten. Yeah, I'm, I'll pull up the rankings now, but he's definitely a top. He's definitely a top. Where do 10. you have him? Um, I don't have my rankings in front of me. Um, would you think he's a top ten? I do for sure. Yeah, okay. I've got him the same. I mean, I, I've got him above Mike Evans. I've got him and Godwin. You know, Juju, Cooper, Brown. That's kind of like my non-top yeah. five tier, whatever you want to call it. Um, that, they, that's a big, there's a big band after, you know. What he did with terrible quarterbacks was pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I just, I, I was just thinking about DJ Moore, DJ Moore on my mind. Yep. Wanted to talk about it, but my buy is actually Curtis Samuel. Yeah. The same as last year. He's still only amazingly 23, even though he's going into his fourth year. He was 11th in the league in air yards. He pretty much broke the air yards model, which everyone's talking about. If you don't know what air yards is, it's essentially your targeted yards. So if someone throws you the ball, it's how many yards downfield you are whenever they throw it to you. It doesn't count yards after catch or anything like that. It doesn't matter if you catch it or not. Air yards is just how many yards you're targeted at. He was 105th in the league in catchable target rate, according to playerprofiler.com. Also third in the league in cushions, so people are staying off of him because he's fast. So he he essentially left more yards on the table than any other wide receiver in the NFL. Almost. Over 1,000 yards. Jeez. <laughs> yes, yes. So uh, even if he could convert a, a half of that, half of that, he'd have a, like an 1,100-yard season. Yes, yes. Yeah. He's DLF ADP, wide receiver 39. Jeez. I think... He is, he's not built the same way, but he's a Mike Evans to DJ Moore's Chris Godwin, possibly next year with Rule and Brady there. Get in a real quarterback or a healthy Cam. I don't know. I don't know if Cam will ever be healthy yeah, again. But. I just can't see Cam throwing the ball. Like when we talk about Godwin and Evans, I see Jameis throwing the ball 40 times for 400 yards, and I don't know that that's going to be Cam. No, but it seems like that could be this new coaching staff, what they're looking for. I hope so. Uh, but I could see Curtis Samuel being that Mike Evans. You it think might he should some... be like 15 spots higher? You think he should be like wide receiver 24? Yeah, I think I think wide. So that's wide receiver two. I'd yeah. have him in the mid mid 20s. I yeah, think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So like 15 spots, and he's so cheap. I trades you. Yeah, because he had, he had a bad season. So I mean, Six he had a lot of shine going into the season last year. He did. He, he lost that shine. So go by now. Super hyped. Yeah. Saw Ronald Jones in a fourth. Uh, interesting. <laughs> Ronald when Jones I... in a fourth. <laughs> Interesting one I saw was David Johnson. Oh, wow. What would you think about that? It would probably depend on what my running backs look like, but I, I don't see it. I mean, I think that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's a little, it's a, it's, it's, it's an scary. It's offer, scary yeah. just because, like, what if David Johnson goes, I, this is, 
equally crazy, but the NFL is crazy. Like what if David Johnson goes, leaves Arizona and goes, I don't, I don't even know to Kansas city. Yeah. It's like, Oh crap, that's going to look bad. But I think we can pretty much assume David Johnson's done Washed. or at least close to. Yeah. How about a sell you got on the Panthers? No, I don't think I have one. I wanted to sell Newton, but he's quarterback 20. And I think that, although I think his best days are obviously behind him, that range of quarterbacks is kind of a crapshoot. So I don't think quarterback 20 is offensive. Christian, yeah. Mc- Christian McCaffrey, I mean, I could definitely get on board with selling him, um, especially if you're coming off like two back to, uh, back-to-back championship. He's had a lot of touches, but he just doesn't seem to take the same hits as no. a lot of guys do. He could be Marshall Falk 2.0. Yeah. So I, I don't know time. if I'm selling anyone. Yeah, I have I have any Panthers quarterback. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, if you can get anything for Greer or um, Allen. Or, Allen or Cam. I think I'm still selling Cam. Yeah. The quarterback of the future is not on the team. Yep. So, to me. How about a rookie you'd like to see? Yeah, it's quarter, it's got to be quarterback. Um, I don't love Herbert. I don't love Love. Um, yeah. But. I think one of them seeing. could make sense. Um, they could take Herbert at seven, or they could move down for Love, maybe ten spots. Or I don't know where Love's going to go. But I put Joe Burrow down. Yeah, the Panthers mortgaged their future <laughs> to trade up for Burrow to reunite with Brady. Yeah, that would be fun. That would well, be, be a lot more fun than watching him going to Cincinnati. Yeah. <laughs> what could DJ Moore do with Burrows? DJ Moore, Samuel, Ian Thomas. Yeah, who you're buying. Yeah, the offense could be very exciting. Yeah, I agree. Moving on to the Saints, to me, the Saints have a very, well, to anyone, very consolidated fantasy points. Uh, anyone you're looking to buy? No, not really. Yeah, I, I just way. don't. I don't know what's happening with Breeze and Michael Thomas and Kamara are. I mean, you know, Michael Thomas is wide receiver one. Kamara yeah. is what running four. back four. I thought he would fall more, but yeah, I can't buy that. Um, they, there's no wide receiver two of consequence. I like Traquan Smith, but. I mean, he'll be entering year three, and I, I don't know where he is right now, but I'm not buying him, especially no. if Breeze is a coin flip chance he won't be there. So, no, n- nothing for me. There's no tight ends. There's no – it's Thomas and Kamara. Yeah, it's so consolidated. I, I assume your sales are the same way. Are you looking to sell either of those? I would sell. I would try to sell Drew Breeze if someone wants to buy him. I, I, guess I saw he's still two, quarterback 15. In, yeah, I guess in a two-quarterback league. Well, yeah, why would you dra- – so, I, I don't know. I would. I mean, but honestly, I would take offers for Michael Thomas. I would take offers for Kamara because mm. while I think that Thomas is obviously quarterback-proof, but wide receiver one, I mean, he's not – he's 27. <laughs> he's not going to get any higher. No. Um, he just came off the best season, you know, one of the best seasons ever. Yeah, so we talked in one I'd of the I'd at least want to see what's out there for him. About Adams, Adams, Hopkins, and Thomas, like, they're hitting that 27, 28, and as soon as they hit 30, their value is going to drop. Yeah, it'll be one of those things where you said, like, I can't sell them, I can't sell them, and then two years from now, you're like, wow, I really wish I would have sold yeah. them. Yeah. I what say sell everyone, from, <laughs> sell everyone from New Orleans. <laughs> I, I'm with you on that. I actually have no one or everyone. Yeah. I don't know what, what Either of those. How about a rookie? Um, wide receiver for sure. Uh, I want some speed. Michael Thomas is great, but, you know, he... He's definitely not – they need some speed out there to, yeah. to stretch some of the coverage. Um, so I'll go Jalen Rager here in the late first. I love Jalen Rager. Um, can't wait to watch some more of him. Love the speed. Love the physicality. Love the my ball attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's, he attacks it. Yeah, let's stick him next to Michael Thomas, Oof. which, you know, I don't know. Michael Thomas, all his routes seem to be, you know, the short to intermediate. Yeah, a lot of, he, I think he faces a lot of soft zone. So I just want to see someone take the top off. Yeah. 
Do you think some of that's because of Breeze? I do. I think Breeze's arm is kind of noodly, like Peyton Manning style that a couple years ago. But um, he's so smart, though. Yeah, and they, they try to use the zone to outsmart him. Or yeah, it makes sense. I have KJ Hamler. Uh, we talked about a little bit earlier. Penn State boys, redshirt freshman year breakout. He has speed for days. He's physical for his smaller stature. Yeah. Uh, I think Marquise Brown, a muscular Marquise Brown, is a good comparison. Obviously not the same numbers, but I think if K.J. Hamler was on Oklahoma's offense, he would have similar numbers. Yeah, and he always looked good um, against you know Ohio State and better teams like that. He had he, some of his best games against yeah. them, so he's not afraid to play against. You know, It's not like he's he beating has, up he's, on Maryland and right. Purdue and stuff. He has the same, he's the same athlete as those that secondary was, sure. which are pretty much all first round cornerbacks and safeties. I I think he's going to settle somewhere in the late second. I think once kind yeah. of the dust clears, I think he's going to blaze, but I, he's small. He is small. Marquise Brown might've paved that road a little bit last year, but I mean, even Marquise Brown had a decent season, but he still wasn't worth that pick. No. KJ Hamler doesn't have an injury history except his, his senior year. He tore his ACL, but all senior through- year of high school. Yep. Oh yeah, sorry. Senior high school, but all through college he was healthy. So yeah, we'll see. How about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Anyone you're looking to buy? No, no. I have Scott Miller <laughs> and Bowling Green's own Scott Miller. Sixth round pick from Bowling Green, forty one point four percent, eighty fourth percentile dominator. He had a nineteen year old breakout, which is eighty eighth percentile. He ran a four four forty four 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 forty. But that was at his pro day, and we use a lot of player profiler stats, so it's actually reduced on your if you run on your pro day versus at the combine. I think he if he was at the combine, it would have been faster. And everyone at camp, like from what I've read, he's a lot faster than that. He was in the Brashad Perriman role, and I think Perriman's gone next year. He's he's free. Like he might be on your waiver wire if you're in a. You'd have to be. You'd have to be in a pretty deep league for him not to be free. Yeah. He saw more time than Watson before the injury. So I think like after, I mean, if you're going to play the Evans, Godwin, I want pieces of this offense after them. I think I take him before Watson because yeah. in three wide receiver sets, he's the one out on the field. I know. I really wanted Watson to, to do it. Yeah. yeah he just has, he's a fun profile. He does, but. I think he's got Jordan Matthews, comparable player, super athletic. Plus he's from Penn. Yeah. You know that's I mean? fun. But he's Godwin's backup essentially. Yeah. Godwin and he doesn't have the speed. I don't know. So I have Scott Miller. Yeah, I'd like to throw him on my taxi squad. Any trade you make, you can get him in it. Just throw yeah, him in yeah. It. If he's not on your waiver wire, yeah, exactly. How about a sell? Um, I'm, you got to sell one of the wide receivers. So I'm going to sell Evans for sure. I like Godwin more than Evans. Um, I was a little late on the Godwin train as far as value. I mean, he's valued at wide receiver five, which is really really high. And I'm not saying it's not deserved, but. Godwin's five, Evans is six. To me, at this point, I definitely want Godwin. I don't know what's going to happen with that offense, but with Arians there, you know there's going to be fireworks. You just don't know who's yeah. going to be lighting the yeah. fireworks. So Yeah, I get nervous if they bring in mm-hmm. someone like Phillip Rivers or Tom Brady, I even heard, like thrown around. They're not going to have the arm to get it downfield to Evans where he, he played last year. Yeah, He was their downfield threat when he – now that Godwin has taken over the intermediate to shallow routes. I certainly wouldn't be against selling both of them either, just with that team in turmoil. Um, but of the two, I definitely want to sell Evans. And Godwin is absolutely in the tier two that we talked about right. with all with a bunch of other guys. But, yeah, for sure. Godwin's so young and athletic and 
just undervalued, yeah, and I think it's just where he was drafted. Yeah, he's twenty. Man, People were so in love with draft capital. Still I mean, 20. he was late third round pick, and jeez. Well, he'll be twenty four to start next season. Yeah. Jeez. And no injury history. Like, well, he he was injured to finish the year. What was it? Uh, he had a hamstring strain. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, and they were out of it. Any, I think he would have played. He's a workout it, warrior. It's not like he's he's got he's you know it's not like he's got the weak hammies. He would have played if if uh, if they were in in any sort of. So he's going into his fourth year. I know, really, from a lot of the analysis I've I've read, third, fourth, and fifth year are the peak generally mm-hmm. for fantasy points, and then it drops off in sixth, seventh, and eighth. What you know, the drop off could be not very significant but over looking over multiple players so you still have two or three good years i mean and he's only going to be 26 then so yeah i i agree with you i but man selling evans after his first like he's on a historic pace still yeah no for sure it's easy to take a crap on evans because i mean he's athletic enough for his size yeah. but you know Every time you watch him play, he just catches it and falls. But, I mean, he catches it and falls a lot. <laughs> and he catches it very far downfield and falls. Yeah. This, And I thank God when they help each other out. For sure. A little bit. There's very few wide receivers in NFL history who have done what Mike Evans have done yeah. through his first, what, five years. It's just really incredible. Not too I many, still don't love him. But, no, I mean, no. Not too many 6'5", 231 players that can run a 4 five forty. Uh, oh, but, he's been in the league for six years now. Yeah. 1,200, 1,500, 1,000, 1,300, 1,200, 1,000 yards. Yeah, he's really that good. 48, 48 touchdowns. It's really incredible. A lot of volume. Yeah. A lot of volume in the yeah. bad offense. It's with Godwin there, uh, we'll see. Because we always talk about, like, boomer bust players. He had zero-point game this year, oh, yeah. which is <laughs> kind of scary. I, I had him in a seasonal league. <laughs> Uh, how about a rookie you'd like to see? Run game help, please. Run game. I have Clyde edwards lair Yeah, I like on, that on this team here. I've got Cam Akers. Yeah, Cam Same, Akers. yes, yep. You got it though. Fifty-five catches, fourteen hundred yards, seventeen total touchdowns. Yeah, that would be nice. What do you think about OJ Howard? What are you doing with him? I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, We're the experts. Yeah, <laughs> I guess at this point I would hold him. To be honest, yeah, I think because it's a hold. I think that. You like the player. He's athletic. He's still young. Um, he's a tight end, so you know age. We're not worried about age till they hit like thirty. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I just have to believe that if Tampa Bay is going to continue to not use him or use him in a blocking role, they're going to have to trade him. You just yeah. can't. You can't pay a tight end that much with that draft capital. And and something that I heard that New England offered them a first rounder. It's crazy in the twenty twenty draft for so. I don't know. They they have to sell him if if they're not going to use him. And when's his contract up? Um, this will be. What, is this going to be his third or fourth year? Because there's no way he's going to resign there. Let's put it that way. OJ Howard. He is entering year four. So unless they tag him, this is his last year. Okay. So we will see. Three and a half million dollar cap hit. I don't know. I hope they trade him. I own him in a few leagues, and I hope they trade him. Yeah. At this point, though, you can't obviously you can't rely on him, and you'd be. I, I can't value him more than tight end. 12, 13. Yeah. I mean, just for the hope of some upside if he goes somewhere else. You love the profile, but the production hasn't been there. Yeah. And it didn't didn't look great last year. No. I, I think Arians is a fairly smart mm-hmm. offensive mind and gets the most out of his weapons. Yeah. It's a little bit surprising to me. Yeah, I agree. That he wasn't able to. Would you, you, would you buy him? Would you sell him? Would you hold him? 
I think I'd buy him. Yeah, wonder if he's going in. Uh, like you had talked about, would you take a mid to early second for him? I would sell him for an early second. I'd probably hold him for a mid, and I'd probably buy him for a late. How about that? <laughs> okay, that's where I'm at with so him. So he's in the second round. Yeah, I think that's where I'm at. I'd sell him for an early. I'd hold him for a mid, and I'd and I'd uh, buy. I him think that for makes late. sense. And that's just the ambiguity around him. You know, we just don't know. Yeah. So. Awesome. So we finished up the NFC South offseason buys and sells. Tune in next episode as we continue on to the NFC West West buys and sells. We'll finish it out, and then we'll be on to rookies. Check us out on Twitter at Dynasty In Depth. Send us a DM if you have questions about these trades and values and anything else you want to ask. Are you on Twitter yet? I am. I will be soon. I will be. All right. Well, <laughs> if you send it to add Dynasty in depth, we'll we'll confer between the two of us and figure out what's going on. We finally have our podcast up on the website, dynastyindepth.com. We're kind of setting it up, the structure up to have our rankings up soon and rookie rankings. So stay tuned to that. And be sure to rate us on whatever you're listening to us on, which is pretty much everything now, which is amazing. Yep. So thanks for tuning in and tune in next week. All right. Thanks, everyone. Welcome back, Dynasty In-Depth listeners. It's... Sorry. I was on ESPN. <laughs> I was like, I, <laughs> I didn't know what it was at first either. It was a video. I was like, man, our mics really pick up. Someone talking outside. All right. <laughs>